You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 19. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset, tools, and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go! Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. Do you believe that finding love is a question of luck or that it has to happen naturally, so to speak? And what about attraction? Do you think you can tell in a few minutes whether you will ever be attracted to a man? Today I will share with you five of the beliefs about finding love that a lot of us have and that we think are facts of life but that are in reality just brain fears that can block you and keep you single for way too long. And I'll tell you why they are not true and why you are doing yourself the best favor by challenging them and letting them go. But before I do that, I want to invite you to give me a review. If you like the podcast, of course. But if you do, then go to Apple Podcast and write me a review. And if you want to give me five stars, I would be super duper happy. The more five-star reviews, the more the podcast will be shown to other women when they search for a dating podcast. And then each month, I will offer a free power coaching session to one of you who've written a review. And I will announce the winner here on the podcast. So what you will do is to take a screenshot of the review, because then if you win, you can send me that screenshot and let me know who you are so I can invite you for the power coaching session. And a power coaching session is a session of 30 minutes, and I can tell you we can do a lot in those 30 minutes. I recently offered 20-minute sessions to a handful of women in my community, and one of them came to the session with some really concrete questions. She wanted guidance on how to avoid wasting time on men that were not looking for a serious relationship and how she could get a man to invite her out instead of staying in the app and texting all the time. She also experienced that some men would feel intimidated when they found out that she had a really high position in her career, or they would start to look up to her, and she didn't like that because she wanted to be equal to them, so she wanted some guidance on how to manage that. So I gave her some guidance on all of that, and she took notes and went out and used all this in her dating And then recently, I heard from her again, and she told me that one week after our call, she met a man on Tinder that she is now dating and has been dating for a little over a month. So it's still early days, of course, but it's a big progress compared to before. So you can really get the shift you need to move forward from a call of 20 minutes, and I'm actually offering you 30 minutes just to make it absolutely clear. This could be exactly what you need. So don't hold yourself back, give it a go and send me some love. So let's dive into the five beliefs. A belief is just a thought that you thought over and over again. At some point you decided it was true or someone gave it to you as being their truth and you adopted it without questioning it. And then after a while it feels like an objective fact of life, but it's still just a thought. 
We all carry a lot of beliefs like that, and most of them are unfortunately limiting us. And that is of course not good, but the good news is that we can change our beliefs, and sometimes becoming aware that it's just a belief is actually enough to let it go. So this is my goal for today. If you have one of these five beliefs, I want to help you gain the awareness that it's just a belief and see how much they might be limiting you so you can decide to let them go. The first one we're going to dive into is finding love is a question of luck. This is probably the most disempowering thing you can tell yourself because what happens when we think about it as pure luck? We have no influence at all. We give away all our power. And it's just not true. I once had a client tell me the story about how one of her friends went for a walk on the beach and then poof, out of the blue, there was the man of her dreams. And they started talking and he invited her out and they fell in love and they got married and they lived happily ever after. And she told me that as an example of how finding love was 100% a strike of luck for this woman. But here I want you to see that this was just her choosing to see it as luck, because you can imagine two different women going for the same walk on that same beach. One woman is present and aware of her surroundings. She feels great about herself and her life. She is radiating with confidence. And when she sees a handsome man coming towards her, she smiles. She is open for conversation and she enjoys the interaction. She believes that it's only natural that a man like him would want to speak to an amazing woman like her. And she receives this experience without any attachment to what's going to happen next. Now imagine the other woman who is also walking on the beach. Maybe she wears earbuds because she's listening to an audiobook. She might notice the handsome man walking there, but her mind is on the audiobook and all the things she needs to do next when she gets home. Or she might notice him and think he looks really nice and then she looks away because she believes that she isn't a catch and he would never be interested in her. Or maybe she looks at him and thinks that he's very handsome and maybe she is open to a conversation. But then what happens in the moment he starts talking to her is that her brain starts questioning his motives. What does he really want? Why is this handsome man on the beach that she never met before talking to her? What's going on? And maybe she's shutting herself off because her unconscious mind remembers the heartbreak she had in the past and her brain is telling her to be careful. This man can hurt you. So instead of being open and confident, she might come across as reserved and a little bit suspicious. She is alert to the man because she can't see why he would be interested in her if it's not to trick her in some way. Or maybe she does have a nice conversation with the man, but it never develops into a relationship because her brain keeps coming up with reasons that something is wrong. This man cannot truly be interested. I'm going to get my heart broken. I'm not good enough for someone like him. This is just to show you that meeting someone on the beach can have a million different outcomes that have nothing to do with luck. It's all in our mindset. The woman who was open to meeting the man, she might have been just as open to meeting 27 other men in the past, but where it turned out that they were just not compatible. 
The man she met on the beach that day was not the first man she ever met, but if she had shot herself off after man number 27 and decided that love was not easy to find and she was not lucky in love, then she wouldn't have been open to number 28. So luck has really nothing to do with it. The second belief I'm going to share with you today is I can tell within a few minutes if I'm ever going to feel attracted to a man. I used to believe this and also used to think that it was necessary for me to feel attraction and chemistry on the very first date. And if there was none of that, I wouldn't give them a chance for a second date. And like this, I never got to experience that attraction could develop at a later stage. And I never got a chance to see that I was wrong. I set myself up in a way so I could hold on to the belief that if I am not attracted on the first date, then I will never be. Clever, right? I am of course much wiser today and I see now that I was only fooling myself. I was missing out on so much by thinking like that. Because it's not true. Attraction can grow down the line when you get to know someone on a deeper level. And also, early attraction is not necessarily a good sign. It doesn't have to be bad either, but what I'm saying is that it's definitely overrated. If you allow your level of early attraction to be decisive for whether you will continue seeing a man, it's like giving in to your desire for instant gratification and let that be what runs your love life. You don't want to feel the attraction at some point, don't get me wrong, but don't filter out the guys that you are not attracted to early on. Give them at least three dates to see how it develops, and if there isn't just the slightest attraction showing up, then you can let them go. And my feeling is also, and I might be wrong about this one, but this is what I see with many of my clients and also experience that myself, is that the older and more experience we get, the more it requires for us to feel attracted to someone. We need to feel deeply connected on an emotional level before we are really attracted, and that takes a bit of time to develop. When we were younger, we might have felt super attracted just by the way a man looked or his smile or the way he was flirting with us, even before knowing him. Now, if you recognize that from yourself, I want to encourage you to see that as a healthy sign, because it serves you better to not fall head over heels for someone, but instead develop the attraction as you get to know him as a person and on a deeper level. But it also means that you will want to stay open to the fact that it takes a bit longer and you can be positively surprised. Get curious about discovering what can happen down the line. So to conclude this belief, you cannot tell if you will ever feel attracted to a man just by one date or a few minutes conversation. And if you insist on holding on to that belief, you are fooling yourself. You're missing out on possibility here. And it's not in your own interest. And when you think about it, doesn't it feel so much better to know that there are so many men out there that you could be attracted to once you get to know them. That there is an attraction potential so much greater than what meets the eye on a first date. The third belief that can keep you single for too long is the belief that love is supposed to happen naturally. Meaning... You run into him somewhere by chance, or a common friend introduces you, or you meet them in your day-to-day circles, but you don't do anything on purpose to make it happen, and you definitely don't sign up on a dating app. 
Many also hold on to the belief that finding love in a dating app is not romantic and it's somehow inferior to running into him at a party, for instance. If this is something you believe, then ask yourself how important your love life is on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being among the most important priorities in life. Not necessarily right now, but in your life in general. Do you want love as much as you want an exciting career? Good friends? Good health? Where are we on the scale? And if it's important to you, why are you okay with passively waiting for it to knock on your door? Look at everything else in your life. Your job, for instance. Did you just get that offered or did you apply or do some networking to get there? And do you have career goals and plans? Because if so, then why would you want to leave something as important as your love life to chance? And if you think finding love in a dating app is not natural or romantic, then ask yourself what does it even mean? Can't you have a romantic date with a man you just happened to meet online? And what if it's even more romantic that someone you had a lot in common with, who lived in the same city as you and that you just never met, all of a sudden you were connected through the dating app? The app really only serves to connect you and then you need to meet them in person and everything that happens from there on is exactly the same as if you met him at a party. So you want to challenge this idea of what a natural way to meet a partner is. And even if you insist that the dating apps are neither natural nor romantic, then what the heck does it matter when you are in a super romantic setting, having dinner at a nice restaurant or sitting on a rooftop in Paris with a view to the Eiffel Tower or at a viewpoint overlooking a beautiful sunset by the ocean or whatever you find romantic and he looks into your eyes and tells you he loves you, then what the heck does it matter if you met each other on a dating app? The fourth belief that I often hear is the belief that the man has to have a certain height. He needs to be taller than yourself, and maybe a lot taller than yourself. And I get you if you think it feels weird that the guy is a lot shorter than you. Not that it has to be a problem, but a lot of women feel awkward about that, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those of you who want the man to be taller or a lot taller than you and who are not okay having a partner with the same height as yourself. If you think like this, then take a moment to reflect on how many perfectly good guys you're missing out on and for what reason. I know there's this idea that you feel more feminine next to a tall man, but try to ask yourself what is it really about feeling feminine? It really has nothing to do with the man's height. Your feeling of being feminine is related to you and how you think about yourself. And this feeling is available to you regardless of how tall the man you are dating is. So if you limit yourself from meeting good men that are your height because you want to feel feminine, maybe you want to be curious about finding other ways to feel feminine. Practice thinking the thoughts about yourself that make you feel feminine. Or just look at yourself in the mirror and remind yourself of how feminine you already are next to a man, just because you are a woman. And him being masculine has nothing to do with his height. Again, you are fooling yourself if you believe that, and you are actually cutting out a large pool of good men. I am myself a tall woman. I'm 1 meter 79, which I believe corresponds to 5 feet, 
87 or something like that. And I used to only want to date men that were taller than me. But it was a project that often failed because then when I wore heels, I would still be taller than them. As I've grown older, I softened up on that and I'm very glad I did because my boyfriend is a few centimeters shorter than me and I honestly couldn't care less. I only discovered after knowing him for a while and I guarantee you, I would never trade him for a taller guy. I think of him as being very masculine. It's in his personality and the way he is with me. And I think of myself as a feminine woman who just happens to be tall because I'm Scandinavian. And then I think of us as a couple who are about something more interesting than height. You don't need your partner to have a certain height for you to feel feminine. You can choose to feel feminine by the way you think about yourself. The fifth and last belief that I'm going to talk about today is I am in the wrong city. And I talked about this in the last episode about discovery mindset. This is the one most frequent reason I hear when I ask a woman why she thinks she hasn't found love yet. And I both hear this from expat women and women who are not expat. But I used to believe the same for a while when I was dating here in Paris, so I do see where it's coming from. But this belief can, in many cases, just be a parking lot for all the reasons it's not going the way we want it to. Whenever we can't find the reason why dating isn't fun and we are not meeting nice and interesting men, we tell ourselves that it must be the place we live. And of course, as women living abroad, it's obvious to think that that must be the reason. And I don't want to be unnuanced. I do acknowledge that there are cultural differences and this can play a role in some cases. But my point is that in many cases, we make it bigger than it really is. And in spite of that, I would dare to say, you can still find someone who's aligned with what you're looking for, if nothing else, then among the other expats living there. So I'm going to dive more into this topic of dating as an expat in a future episode, so I won't go much in details here, but I want you to challenge this belief if you have it, knowing that 99% of all the women I talked to in the past couple of years have told me that, and we are all over the world here, we are in the United States the UK, Central and Eastern Europe, Asia, Canada, South America, and Scandinavia. Basically everywhere, so you can kind of figure out that doesn't make sense. So this was some of the beliefs I hear, and I hope you see that they are not true. And if you have one or more of these beliefs, I want you to really ask yourself if you were not better off without them. This is not about being right or wrong. I don't care if you believe you can tell in 30 seconds if you will ever be attracted to a man. But what I do think is important is that you become conscious about it and ask yourself if you are not missing out on something here if you hold on to those beliefs. Who would you be if you didn't believe this? What possibilities would open up to you? I used to only want to date men that were taller than me. And I thought it would be impossible to meet someone French that I could develop a deep and meaningful connection with when I wasn't fluent in the language. And here I am with the most amazing French man who isn't taller than me and with who I feel deeply connected and loved, although my French isn't fluent yet. And I wouldn't miss out on him for anything in this world. So do yourself a favor. Let go of those shitty beliefs 
and open up to finding the true and meaningful love wherever you are. Have a wonderful week. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast and then you'll also help other women find it. 